You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. Alright, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Long Island, in Long Island, on Long Island, whatever you want to say. We are here in New York. I say on Long Island because we're not in an island. What is the actual? Is it in or on? We're not in an island. We're on an island. But I feel like people not that don't live on Long Island because I, I remember having this debate in college like upst- when I was upstate and they would say in Long Island. Yeah, well, those people are idiots. <laughs> those, those people are so it's in Long Island, on Long Island. It's on Long Island. But we also had the debates up there. What do you call soda? Soda or pop? Or pop and it's soda. Again, when it's when, a Western New York thing and, and uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Either do pop. I. I'm like pop. Pop is like popcorn. And, and when you want to go to the liquor store, it's called the Packy. When I was in Massachusetts, that's what they called it, the Packy. I, I never heard that one. What's oh, that? Yeah. What's that about? The liquor store. They call it the Packy. Packy? Packy. P-A-C-K-Y. Don't ask me. Uh. Don't ask me. News to me. And I think with the Long Island's the only one who calls, like, um, you know, you go to the deli, you get a hero. They call it the... Uh, what a call sub? It? I don't know. No, they call it a hoagie. <laughs> They There's so it, many different terminologies yeah. here, and that that's why Long Island. With. And that's why Long Island's the best. Okay, it's it's hands down. The I've best. also heard that you don't call. They don't know what a pizza pie is. Like, why do you call it a pie? Really? Yeah, that's odd to me. Yeah, that's odd. This is the things that you know. I guess outside of New York, it's a whole different world. It absolutely is. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, this is Sports Talk Radio. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today, and I don't know if we're going to have enough time because I could go on and on about the first subject we're going to talk about, and that's the NBA. I really want to talk about LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. What is going on with them? And, Vinny, you you brought up something very interesting right before we went on live. Will him not making the playoffs ruin his legacy? And, 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 and we could talk about that as well because you brought up some very, very good points leading that it will. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, When we get into baseball, I'm going to want to talk about the Nolan Arenado deal that he's about to get. All Yankee fans, you're idiots. I'm the only one who didn't believe in Nolan Arenado would come to the Yankees next year. So you're all morons because he's signing a $260 million contract with the Rockies. So enjoy that, all right? Suck it, Yankee fans. And I'm a Yankee fan. It was a good idea. Yeah, it was a great idea. It was a great he's top idea, three, top four player right now. He's he's the best third baseman in the league. Oh yeah, I think. oh, Gold hands Glover, down. hands down, yeah. great offensive player. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, the Yankees were definitely going to go for him. Yeah, I think. Oh, absolutely. Which is a, a reason why maybe they didn't go for Machado as hard. I, that's exactly why, and we're, we're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about the Bryce Harper latest as well, and then if we have time, I'm going to get into the NFL. I do want to talk about Robert Kraft because. He's getting a lot of slack, and he doesn't deserve it. Who gives a crap on what he's doing or did or whatnot? The we're, story is just too good. It makes me smile. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? We're, we're, we're going to talk Patriot about that. You Patriot fans. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about that. But first things first, Mr. Vinny Rubo, how are you today? 
Things are good. I, um, you know, I, I played basketball yesterday for the first time in a while. Definitely out of shape a little bit. But, you know, hopefully after a couple of weeks, um, I'll get back into it. And uh, I think this is good. For, you know, at this age now, I just, I just, you know, I obviously love basketball. But more so, it's more about the cardio at this point in my life now than actually, yeah, you know, get, being get, very competitive or whatever. Getting, getting into so the shape that you good. need to be in. More importantly... How about, you know, your trainer and your core? My, my How whole, is your core feeling today? Let, let me just tell you this. For being a college athlete and now haven't worked out since 2005, okay? I haven't done wow, anything. Wow, you took a 14-year hiatus, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I've worked out and stuff, but, but nothing not like with a trainer. Yeah, right. nothing like really, really, not really. hardcore. Yeah, nothing like really, really, really working out. And let me tell you, my legs and quads from yesterday are ab- I, I can't even walk. I look like an idiot walking around. Oh, once you don't do core for like It takes me a, a half while, hour to get up from this seat alone you, you, to get going. You think you uh, you lost your whole body. Like you, It is just everything's in yeah. pain. Yep, and then today, I had him again today. Did a lot of ab work today, and I, I just have a feeling tomorrow I'm going to be even more uh, miserable. Let me ask you, when was the last time you, you played co- a competitive game of basketball? Of course. Oh, last time I played? Yeah, when was the last time you played like a game, like oh, a good game? Five plus years ago. Wow, really? That yeah, long? I would say I was, I would say 26 maybe, 25. So you don't, you haven't even touched the ball? No, I've touched it, but I have, you asked for a competitive. A co- yeah, like a good like yeah, five on five, four yeah, on four no, game. No, it's been a long time. For wow. Me. Yeah. I didn't think that. I would have thought maybe like a year. No, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a long time for me. You want to know what it is? I don't want to get hurt. And that's the thing. I, I just have a feeling with with my old age and stuff, uh, I'll, I'll tear something, I'll break something, uh, and it, it just wouldn't work out well for me right now if I do that. Look how much I'm hurting right now from from doing a half hour work with the trainer to, uh, yesterday. My quads, I can't even feel them right now. I mean, I I, I would be dead going forward. And he took you to work on a chest today, chest yeah, workout. Yeah, a little bit of a chest workout, and then for the last. I have I signed up for an hour for four days a week, and yesterday was just a trial run to see if I liked it. I didn't like it, but I still went back. But <laughs> well, of uh, course, you don't like yeah, it. But I, it's I, mo- it's mo- at this point in the beginning, it's like mind over matter right now. Oh, of you, course, it's, and, and it's all mental thing. right now. You got to get through that. And you want to know what? Block. I really didn't need to sign up for the for the trainer. I've lost eleven pounds in about uh, six seven weeks. This is with a couple cheap meals here and there, and. Not and I've just been going on and on. Keep working out. Keep doing the cardio. Keep doing my own core workout. Keep going to the gym and whatnot. Eating healthier and everything. It, it has helped because again, I've lost eleven pounds in since January third. Okay, I went to the trainer because I want to lose another fifteen twenty pounds by my wedding, which is three months from today. You're gonna have to get a whole new tux then. Tux fitting. I went. I went to a tux fitting today. My my tux fitting was today. Yeah. And. And it, did you, you know, like the results? Um, I did like the results. I did like the results because he told me my pants size. I could be a 36 if I wanted to, and I've been a 36 basically my whole life. Um, but my uh, but my upper body, I I have really broad shoulders, so that that's a little bit bigger. But when you saw the tuxedo on me, it went like big here. But then when it came down to here, it got smaller, which really made me happy. So so it it it, it was good. But we went today. We had cake tasting today. 
I, I went to get fitting right after now, cake tasting. <laughs> now my brother, I remember, did you know the you know the tux fitting or whatever, and he he kind of did the same thing as you. You know, he did the rigorous workouts. You know, from February of on. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a, a t- totally different size when he, you know when he went oh, back. You know, happen. like a month before or whatever. You know, however, a couple and, of weeks and, before. And, and they said that when they your give thing you is the, ready, they're gonna. He's like, if you keep working out and doing what you you're say, gonna you're gonna get a whole different fitting. He, he's like, we're gonna have to tailor everything. Yeah. So. It, it 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 is what it is. But at that's this good. Point. That's yeah, a good problem. I, I I'm listen. I'm not going to complain whatsoever. Now is Danielle in this with you? Danielle's lost twenty point four pounds. Good for her. She looks like a whole new person. Very very happy. So you're doing it together, fiance. kind of thing. No, she's doing her own thing. Me, I'm just going. So you're not the same uh, diet or anything oh, like I, that. I, I can't do different? her diet. Her I don't diet. Know what her diet is. Her brother owns a health and wellness center, uh, like business out of Tex out of Houston, Texas, and. It's like bars, shakes, everything, and she you have your own coach, all that stuff, and she's lost twenty point four pounds since January third as well. So she's nine pounds ahead of me. Going forward. does she have a target weight too? Like I, you, I, or I, I don't know. Going... She, she she just wants to keep going. She just wants to keep going. It's I good know. for her. Yeah, good for both I, of you. I, I I was very happy for her. She she's very happy. So again, when she's happy, she don't bother me. So it's a good <laughs> thing, you know. But um, let's get into it right now. LeBron James. As we all know, ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James is struggling in El, in La La Land, as we like to say. Okay? And you look at LeBron James, there's a lot of stuff going on within, I feel like, the Laker organization that we don't hear about and we don't know about. But the question remains, there's a few questions that need to be asked. Who is to blame for the Lakers right now? And... Where do the Lakers go from here? Because Vinny, you you showed me during break what the uh, what the numbers Vegas has them at, right? From Bleacher Report to make the playoffs and not make the playoffs. I think it was plus three hundred and minus well, they, four. They had this, and also another, you know, on Sports Center, they had a, a tweet: uh, the Lakers are twice as likely to get a top three pick at 6% than they are to make the playoffs, which is right now currently they have a 3% chance to make the playoffs according to BPI. So, you know, double the odds to get a top three pick. It's not going to be very easy for them to make the playoffs at this point. No, absolutely. They have a very tough West. They have a lot of teams ahead of them right now. And, you know, they're losing the teams that they should win if they're going to be a playoff team. They lost to the Pelicans. Without Anthony Davis. They lost to the Grizzlies. Uh, who's bad to begin with. And these are teams that they should win, you know, and it goes back to the question of, you know, these players, are they mentally, you know, stable for, you know, after all these trade rumors and stuff, you know, did this get to them? I know. Well, that's the thing. They're young kids, okay? And I hate to use uh, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old, 23-year-old kids, but when it comes to the NBA, they are kids. LeBron James, obviously, being 34 years old, is like the grandfather, is the leader of that team. But he's not really being a leader right now for them, what they need him to be. LeBron James, everybody in La La Land thought LeBron James coming over is going to instantly make them into a playoff contending team and possibly get to the get get to the Western Conference Final. I, for, for one, thought that with this young Laker core and LeBron James coming over, I thought they were going to be a three seed. I said this before this season I never, started. I never really... I never really bought into them being like a really top top tier team. I thought they were going to be like a four, five, well, but, no, but, five, but, six. But but the thing is, but, in, but, in the West, we you and I both know 
it's the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets, and Correct. then everybody else is one or two games away. But I did, you know, obviously they were in good position before LeBron got injured. At that point, they were and the that four changes seed. everything. And and they were doing pretty good, and then he misses what twenty or so games, and then they you took know a downfall, and then all the trade rumors happening. Lonzo Ball gets hurt. All, all that stuff happens. I, I, I mean, yeah. Answer the phone. You, you, you look at it. LeBron James is a clear-cut leader, uh, leader of this ball club. Okay, he's done so much for them. But at last night's game, you were able to see him take plays off that you never used to be able to see. You used. He was very lackadaisical. Yeah, he had a triple double. I'm not going to take anything away from him because a triple double is tough to do. I understand that, but. LeBron James looks very disinterested, and the reason why the Lakers are how they are right now, it's because of LeBron James, okay? Stephen A. Smith said it perfectly. LeBron James is the catalyst. He's the reason for all of this, from making super teams to the problems. LeBron James calling out coaches, calling out players, that's something a leader doesn't do. But we actually have our first caller of the day, Mr. Jeff from Tampa. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Couldn't be better, Matty. Couldn't be better. I miss you. I haven't heard from you. How are things? I know. Yeah, things are great, man. Things are great. Um, I actually had a question for Vinny since Vinny is like the pro basketball guy, right? Go. With all of LeBron, like, because, you know, the Lakers are really struggling to make the playoffs, and LeBron is bashing all of his teammates, does it make the Pelicans look smarter for turning down that huge package of players for Anthony Davis? Because truthfully, no. if LeBron's right, it doesn't look like there's a good player on the Lakers. Like, are you going to tell me Amon Schumper and J.R. Smith and all of those guys are better than Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma? Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith are not better than There's Brandon a big Ingram. difference, though, because these players are really young. And and you know in the NBA, for the most part, you, you're not going to win unless you have veterans. Uh, and and they're, they're far too young right now. I mean, Kuzma's going to be a, a really good player in this league, I believe. I just think that the Pelicans did this just to spite the Lakers, kind of. I don't think they really were going to trade him before the deadline. And, they and you know, look, it's working right now. I, I think this is just messing with a lot of these young players' heads right now. And, you know, they, that deal, if they wanted that deal, that's going to happen in the summer. If they wanted it, you know, we'll see if Boston comes to the plate with, um, you know, a Jason Tatum deal. I don't know if they, they want to include Jason Tatum. But, you know, that's something where I think, the late the the Pelicans knew that they weren't really gonna you know trade him before the deadline, and you know having this be in the news, I think just just messed with you know a lot of the Lakers, and and it's worked so far. I, that's what I, I honestly believe. But LeBron isn't even optimistic about those guys. Like he's straight bashing his teammates. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, he's never he's been throwing, in this situation. He, he's throwing them under the bus, and like Vinny, Vinny and I spoke earlier. It does have to do with him being in the Western Conference. It doesn't. He's not in the East. It's a totally different animal out in the West because everybody is so close together. Besides the top two teams, usually, which is Golden State and the Houston Rockets. I, for one, like I said, I thought the goal. I thought the LA Lakers were going to be a three seed, four or five seed. I said between three and five with them because everybody in the West from three through eight are so close, and you see it. Three through twelve are very close. This year again, they're very, very similar going forward. So, but, uh, but, guys, but, but 
But if a guy like LeBron doesn't want to play basketball with those guys, what makes you think the Pelicans want any of those guys? Um, upside being so young. I mean, they obviously don't want Lonzo Ball because they don't want to deal with his father, and I uh, totally, totally understand that nonsense for not wanting to deal with LeVar Ball because he, the, the stuff that spews from his mouth, I want to throw up half the time. Um, but you look at it, it, those guys are good. Brandon Ingram, he he's only 22 years old or 21 years old. There's still so much room and growth for him to get better. Kyle Kuzma is 23 years old, another or 22 years old, another guy that could get better. Lonzo Ball is 20 years old, another guy that can get better. And we've actually seen Lonzo Ball from his rookie year to now be, a, I think, in my eyes, a lot better than what he was in uh, last season as a rookie. His shot is ten times better. But he's been a very injury-prone player, and yes. that's his problem. He, yes. he can't stay on the court. And, you know, it's it's all about LeBron and is he buying into this group right now. And I don't uh, – you know, it looks like he's not really buying into this group, and it's showing in the play. I mean – him, him quoting him saying, you know, now it's time to give maximum effort and stuff for this playoff push. Why weren't you giving maximum effort to begin with then? Yeah. Like stuff like well, that. Th- like just quotes y- y- like y- that. But, and yeah, but you know what? You you look doesn't at. doesn't sit well with me. You look at the uh, Golden State Warriors. They don't care about the regular season. But and that's they don't put different. That's a, that's a championship pedigree team. But it don't matter. one, two straight. And they can coast through the regular season. They don't. They could take lulls off in the regular season because they know they could turn it on. I mean, look at that starting five. I, I've never seen anything like that starting five before. Well, the, and the Warriors are pretty close to the starting five. Well, that's what I was talking about, the Warriors. I mean, uh, the 76ers are pretty close to that starting five. No, 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 no. This is way less better. I, and I I'm think, not saying it's not better. I'm just and saying I think you're going to see that in the playoffs. I don't, I don't buy into the 76ers I don't really buy as much the, as you. I don't buy into the Milwaukee Bucks. And we're no, gonna, fair enough with that. And, and, and we are going to talk about strength and weaknesses for the I, East. I still teams. like yeah. the Celtics and the Raptors better than, I than either I don't, of those I two. don't even like the Celtics. I don't even like the Celtics. No, I, I, th- I, I like right now the 76ers. They didn't have Kyrie. Yeah, I knew you were going to say but, that. Uh, but I think it's different in the playoffs, Jeff. I think you need um, yeah, and we're, you need those stop, superstars. Stop saying things that we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm, you know, it, you're, it's you're really getting under a my different skin. sport. It you know is. I'm saying. And NBA, I mean, I you need superstars. I think the Celtics run better without Kyrie. No, 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 100%. But, but I think you need that black I think that series is a lot different than last year if they had Kyrie. Absolutely. Uh, compared to them not having Kyrie. You saw what happened in Game 7. Yeah, it, 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 it's a different animal. But you look at LeBron James, he's the cause. He's the reason for all this. When have we ever seen LeBron James throw people under the bus? When have we ever seen him take plays off like he has been lately? Like, yeah, we've seen LeBron James take some plays off, and I understand that. But he's taken more plays off this season than he ever has. And for people to say he's injured and stuff, he looks fine to me. Does, does he look he fine bad. to you? He looks what? He looks fat. I don't know if he looks fat, but he'd look, he, he definitely... looks. He looks fat. He's out of shape. He's 280, 283. This is the heaviest he's ever been playing basketball. I didn't hear that. They they said he was two eighty three. I didn't hear that. He's, he's fat, bro. He's a big boy. He's six foot nine. From, he's big. I don't know if it's you know from his injury and he put on a couple of pounds or maybe just age is catching up to him. But father time heavy, always bro. wins. Father time always wins. Uh, one person has beat Father Time. Only one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, Father Time's going to catch up to Tom Brady. I hate to break it to you. 
It's just a matter of What do you think? Time. He just forgot about him? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Father Time will catch up to Tom Brady. And listen. Yeah, dude, you know, Father Time has been dealing with other people and stuff. He just overlooked Tom Brady for a little while. Which is true. He has overlooked Tom Brady for a little while, and I'm not going to disagree with that because he has. But I, I, I ask you, Jeff, what do you think the Lakers' problem is? Going forward, do you think it's LeBron James? Do you think it's yes, Luke Walton? One hundred percent. And do you think they make the playoffs? I think they'll squeak into the playoffs somehow. I think no LeBron shot. will end up turning it on. But truthfully, for me, I think the public is really just getting a glimpse of what everyone generally complains about LeBron about. Right? Is like he's now going so public with his bashing of other teammates that he usually kept private. Like, this is the whiniest we've ever seen LeBron James, and that is saying something. Maybe maybe it's his age. Maybe it is LeBron James's age that he's just becoming a grandfather. Just like you see I mean, the old people now complain about everything, maybe he's just going to complain. I don't, I don't know how he's just looking around thinking that he made a mistake. Going but but yeah, I, I, I asked that question. I'm like, do you think he regrets going to L.A.? That that's but I think too. well I don't think so because I think it's more than basketball. I think it's 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 something similar to where if Kevin Durant went to the Knicks, I think it's it's on a different wavelength more than just basketball. It's more than a basketball decision, and I think it was more than a basketball decision for LeBron to go to L.A. with you know his business in L.A. and and, and you know. You know, after his career stuff, same thing with Kevin Durant if he moved to New York. And I and I think, you know, the superstars in the NBA are different where, you know, it's not just a basketball decision and it's 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 more so a lifestyle and, and everything, everything that goes with it. So uh, I don't think I mean, I mean, I can I can agree with that, Vinny. Like, I totally agree with that part of it. But I think that this season has really been a disappointment for LeBron James. Oh, 100 like, percent. For me, I think that he looked around Cleveland and said, oh, I'm winning with Amon Shumpert, and I'm winning with Jalen Smith. I can go win anywhere. I can go go and fix Lonzo Ball, and I can go and fix Kyle Kuzma, and I can go fix Brandon Ingram. And truthfully, I think he's been off more than he can chew, and it was a bigger project than he thought it was. And I think that he makes – I think that he thinks he made a mistake – in putting his faith in those young guys like he did, but, but that's what he did. He put a ton of faith in them, and they let him down. Yes, but but now but now you look at it like this: he did put a ton and ton of faith in them. But like Vinny said earlier, do you think the trade deadline and all those big rumors come to fruition and hurt these young kids not ready to deal with stuff like that? I mean, I think it messes with <laughs> veterans. With veterans, never mind young kids like this and, and young kids. No, because Rajon Rondo handled it handled it very well. I mean, Javon McGee. But handled I'm saying it very it's a well. big it's a big deal to get traded to, to to know that you're getting traded to New Orleans or so or whatnot when you're living in L. A. I think mentally that's a big thing. And then you no, know, I'm just thinking. Talk about veterans. I think, think about twenty year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty year olds. I'm thinking. I'm. Th- it's more of a problem for the young young kids. Yeah, 19, that's what I'm saying. Olds. Mentally, yeah. But that's but that's part of it, though, right? Like it's a business. All of these young kids, they want to be treated like men. They want to get in the business. Well, welcome to the business part of the whole thing. Like you got to deal with that. Like if you weren't prepared to handle that, you should have stayed at Kentucky, or you should have stayed at Arizona, or you yep. should have stayed at whatever college you were before you entered the league. You're, you're, and you couldn't handle that. You're 100 percent right because 
Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma all left school early. UCLA, Duke, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving any and of them Utah. a pass because truthfully, I'm they're not. all veterans. None of them are rookies. They're all veterans. Well, they're second and third year team, uh, third year guys. So. I mean, Brandon Ingram's a third or fourth year guy, third, right? Third, 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 third year guy. Kyle Kuzma, he's uh, is he a second or third year he's guy? A, he's a second. He's with Lonzo Ball. They've been around. I mean, that that is what it is. Okay, they haven't been in the league 20 years or 10 years or whatever. But, I mean, they have a year under the belt. They they know how it goes. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they definitely do. The only one I remotely feel bad for was Brandon Ingram. No one should have to shoot free throws with people chanting LeBron. You're, yeah, LeBron. <laughs> But, I thought that was but, pretty, pretty again, creative. It, very, very creative. But again, that's part of the business of the NBA because the NBA is not a sport anymore. It's more of a business to generate money. But That's what it is. But even looking at the past couple of games, I mean, three out of the past four. Let's look at the three of the past four. They, they, beat the, they, they lost to the Hawks, and then you're like, oh, no, this is a team they, they should beat. And then they beat the Rockets, and then you're like, okay, they're back on track. And then you lose to the Pelicans and then the Grizzlies. And then you're and now now you're three games out in in uh, in the playoff race. These are games that you should be winning. And and looking at their schedule ahead, they have an uh, East Coast trip in like four or five games. And before that, they're playing the Pelicans at home, which they need to win that and game. It's an absolute. And must then they're win. playing the Bucks, which is going to be a tough game at home. Everything is a must win for the LA Lakers. The right Suns, now. which is a must win game, should win. What are they back? What are they? Three or four back in the last they, spot? They're, right? they're three. They're three back. Two in the loss column, I believe, and um, one in the win. But yeah, it's. Let me let me check that to be exact. It 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 doesn't matter. Every game the Lakers play from here on out is a must win game for them, and that, and that's the absolute truth. They need to win every single game going forward, so they could. They why would they want to go get an eight seed? There's no reason for them to go get an eight seed and get swept. But I tell by the you Golden what, State if they if they get a seven, six, or five, they, they could win. win a first round easily. Not it's there's not just a doubt in my getting, mind. Not getting that eight seed. Not getting the eight seed. You're you are one hundred percent with LeBron. Right you could win a series and spot on. And I think if they do, because Jeff thinks they're getting into the playoffs, I don't. But if they do somehow get a seven seed somehow, they're winning. That I I'm got. I myself See, right now, would put. I, my, I myself would put money on the Lakers right to beat now, the Rockets. In a the Lakers series. are twenty nine and thirty one, and right now the Spurs, who who have lost three in a row, including yeah, to the Knicks, struggling. including to the Nets, yeah, really, they're thirty three and twenty nine, so they're four games above five hundred. But the, the the but the problem is, Jeff. There's three. There's two teams, you know, in between eight and the Lakers, which are the the Kings and the Timberwolves. The Kings are playing well. So, no faith in the Kings, though. I mean, I, I listen. The Kings are a nice young team. I yeah, got no very young team, them. very young team. I have no faith in them either. I don't. I don't see. They're going to be a good for team in the next couple of years. They I will think. be. They absolutely. But you know, they yeah, will like, be. They'll screw it up. Vladdy Divac will screw it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It wouldn't surprise. And the me. Clippers, all, all these, you know, oh, they're going to be tanking now to to get in, in the lottery, and they keep winning. I mean, they're thirty four and twenty eight, and they're in the seventh seed now. <laughs> Stuff, stuff we wouldn't expect. And to I see. think don't don't the uh, don't the um, the Celtics get that pick? If they is it the Clippers? The Celtics either the Celtics. Well, they're conditional, right? But the Celtics will get um, Sacramento's on a condition and right, right. Uh, Sacramento's is okay. On a condition. So, so the Celtics could have three first rounders this year. 
Jesus. Uh, they could. It's unlikely. It's more likely that they two. have two this year and two next year. Which is okay. Which wouldn't be a, a bad thing for you, if you want me to be honest with you. Well, I'm just, I, you know, I'm, I'm just like, listen, I think the Lakers make the playoffs, but I'd be really happy to have a LeBron free playoff. I don't think the NBA would like that. Ratings-wise, I mean, uh, but I, I, I think it would be very, sh- it would be a shocking. I don't think anyone expected the Lakers not to make the playoffs. No, I think everybody and their mother thought the Lakers would make the playoffs. You know, and if you're a Lakers fan, you should be hoping to miss the playoffs, man. Get LeBron's, you know, some rest on LeBron's body. It's been a long time since he has had some rest. <coughs> what do you mean a long time? He hasn't played with the summer team in two years. I mean, he's had well, rest. No, 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 no. He's, he's made the finals he in, what, eight straight years? Right, That's played. a lot of di- extra games. That's what he's saying. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, he goes to the finals every year. So all of those extra games that he's playing that most other players aren't, I, it would be. It would probably feel refreshing to him to have an extra two months off. Yeah, it's an extra like twenty games or so. You know that that some other players aren't playing <laughs> every year. It's like year in and year out, eight straight years in the finals. And I mean, how long do the playoffs last? Like beginning to end. You know, there's, there's end of what? June. But you you got to go through three series, and each one is at least a week long. Yeah. So he'd, he'd be missing five extra weeks of basketball. I think that would be important for him to have five extra weeks of rest. I, I, I think so, too, especially Father Time is starting to catch up with LeBron James. Again, this is the longest he's been out with an injury. I mean, he still doesn't – I think he looks healthy, but according to some others, he doesn't look healthy The question out is, there. does Luke Walton survive? No, Luke Walton's getting fired. Regardless, yeah, he, you think, the right? That's problem now, right? That's the LeBron okay, effect. Uh, listen, Listen, man, I'm fine if you want to shit cam LeBron, uh, Luke Walton, right? You want to fire Luke Walton, that's fine. But who, like, again, this is just one of those problems. Look around. Who's out there that you can bring in that LeBron is going to accept as a coach? And I don't think there's not any any big-time coaches there out was, there. There uh, was Tyron Lue they talked. They, they were don't, saying, he don't want um, he, he got Tyron Lue fired. Tyron Trying Lue. to lure, that they said this morning, Um, I don't think it'll, Mike, it would happen. Coach Mike, K. Coach K, Mag- um, Ma- Magic Johnson would throw oh my god billions of dollars to have Coach K come lead the uh, L.A. Lakers. I mean, do, you even, do you think that's even remotely a possibility? No, absolutely not. Duke He's never leaving Duke. He's going to die at Duke. He's not leaving Duke. Right. You don't think he'll right, ever go to I'm NBA? Saying, but like, no. No. He he, he did his I NBA when he coached that, Team USA. The only one that I can think of that might be a possibility, I think Mike Brown would be available. Mike Brown, yeah. He, he, I don't but think I don't, he wants Mike Brown, and but Mike Brown's not leaving the Golden State Warriors. Didn't he coach LeBron and they didn't get yeah. along? He's not, And he's the assistant coach at the Golden State. He's like the first assistant coach at, at Golden State, so he's next in line, basically. And why would Mike Brown leave that? There's no chance. I mean, that's the exact same job Luke Walton wants. Yeah, I know. It is, but Luke Walton also had his opportunities, and he wanted he wanted a head coaching job. Who knows if Mike Brown wants the head co- head coaching job right now? Who knows if he wants to deal with LeBron James? Dealing no, with LeBron James, I'm sure, is a I lot. Think of that's the only one I can think of that's available that might be able to handle it. I mean, there is there another coach out there that's available? Oh, absolutely like, not. That's the guy. No, there there is no other coach out there right now. That's the problem with firing Luke Walton. Well, yeah, and and I'm sure. I honestly think that he would have been fired already. If you want me to be honest with you, if the, if there was another coach waiting in the wings or another coach out there that LeBron James could be like, okay, 
I, I could work with this. There's nobody else out there. Literally, they, n- name me a coach out there right now that could go do it. Coach K would never, ever leave Duke one, but he would never leave Duke in the middle of the season. Okay? Like, there's yeah, nobody. It's tough. They, they, there's literally nobody out there. So, so, Jeff, before we go to break and let you go, do you think the L.A. Lakers are making the playoffs? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say they pull somehow pull it together and go on a win streak. And, it and it is it. so hard to count out LeBron, especially just to make the playoffs. But this is gonna be tough. This is definitely gonna be tough. Uh, I think they just miss it. I think they they'll go on a mini run, but I don't I I think they're gonna miss it. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Lakers are making the playoffs either. It's hard for me to say that because you can't bet against LeBron's like betting against Brady, which Ever. I always do, but whatever. I never bet against Brady. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it's LeBron kind of the same situation. So, so knowing me, so knowing that, I probably I, just I'm said, gonna, I'm gonna tell I probably you right just now. said that the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs now. Vinny just said the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. The Lakers are going to get a 7 or 6 seed now. Watch. It's crazy. Dude, they might jump up to the 3 seed now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. And I'm going to say this, and I said this the last time too. Vinny, if they make the playoffs, you really are the mush of of all sports. Like, no, dude, there's he, no other he's way. Definitely the no, dude. He's definitely the mush. He picked the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Rams. He is 100 percent the mush. <laughs> and, uh, and and don't forget about the the, the Red Sox. Yeah, he picked all and against the Red them Sox. Too. Oh, on that whole note, before I go though, I did want to give a big shout out to Mike from Bayshore and John Fogarty. So happy to see Randy Gregory got suspended indefinitely. <laughs> Good on you, boys. Good on you. Good to see those Dallas Cowboys are really pull, pulling it together for next season. <laughs> well, Jeff, on that note, thanks for calling, bro. All right, boys. Enjoy. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. That was Jeff from Tampa calling about LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break. And when we do come back from break, Vinny and I are going to get into the strength and weaknesses of the East, the NBA Eastern Conference's best teams. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Maddie Cass. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into, yes, the strengths and weaknesses of the best Eastern Conference National Basketball Association NBA teams. And Vinny... I know you and I, we, 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 we're probably going to have a lot to say about this because with the Bucks and the Celtics and the 76ers and the Raptors all in there, we, we, we could, we're going to have a lot to say for that going forward. But I'm curious to know how you feel about certain things. And what, what, what I really want to get into first is obviously the Milwaukee Bucks, like I could go first, but I'm going to let you take this one going first. Why? What? What are some of the Milwaukee Bucks' strengths going forward with them that give them a real shot at winning the Eastern Conference? Well, for one, they're, they're the one seed right now. So <laughs> if you know the playoffs started now, they would have home home court throughout the playoffs. 
and that, and and it's probably known that he they probably have right now the MVP of the league, in in, in the Greek Freak. So you know that's a, that's a good start right there. I mean you know last year they were a seven seed. Now you know bumping all the way up to a one seed. They had a little, you know, they haven't won a playoff series yet. So this is a team that's still, you know, very, you know, young as far as, you know, playoff wise. So, you know, will they be up to task in and finally, you know, making it deep into the playoffs? And you have you have, you know, the, the you know, the top four that we always talk about, the Bucks, the Raptors, Sixers and Celtics, who's going to, you know, come out of the East and whatnot. But but, you know, it's going to be very tough if, if they do keep the one one seed and you know they're they're 25 and 5 at home right now which is you know one of the tops in the league so it would be tough to you're gonna, you're gonna have to beat them at home uh at least one time which if, doesn't really happen very often not right now but you know playoffs is, is different you know teams can strategize against giannis and and you know that's that could be a big factor so you know they're not playoff savvy yet you know they, they haven't proved anything so this is their big opportunity to be the one seed and show that they belong to be they belong in that one seed let's see how far they can go you know compared to these other teams yeah and, and, and that's a big thing the big thing for me is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo and he he's the main reason why I could see the Bucks getting to the Eastern Conference final he he's he's basically grown from a teenager into a six foot eleven version of an incredible Hulk. He he's literally beating up everybody and everything in his Now if path. the playoffs started today, their second round matchup is either the <coughs> Celtics or the Sixers. Oh, absolutely. So that it doesn't come very easy, you know, already. And not only is he the best player in the East, but he could be arguably the best player in the entire world thanks to his ability to go out there and dominate the game on both sides of the floor. The the defensive side and the offensive side. Um the Bucks have, meanwhile, been the NBA's best team this season. They post a 9.4 net rating, almost three full points higher than your Warriors. Keep that in mind, too. That And that's pretty crazy. They're the fourth-ranked offense and top-ranked defense, and that's what I think is going to set them above the rest. And I actually did not know that until I'm reading it right in front of my face about their defense. I still don't see them winning the East but so you don't trust them yet. Yeah, I I I I want to trust them because I like the way they play as, as a team and stuff. I just can't trust them yet. Um, you, you, it, it's just tough. You you have to give a lot of credit to Mike Budenholzer, the head coach over there. He's done a remarkable job for that team. He, he's he's just has structure. And you got to think he's ends. the big one of the big reasons why they're a number one seed now. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's a good, he's a, he's a really good coach. He, you saw what he did in Atlanta, you know, put, making them a one seed at one point. This is a team that's spacing the floor and giving Giannis Antetokounmpo the room to drive and attack offensively, which is helping them tremendously. That, that that's what I think is a big thing. And you look at the identity gives the Bucks one significant advantage over the competition in the East. They have so far played with near perfect chemistry. That is the main thing. Um, the Celtics, Raptors, and Sixers all have had issues to sort out. The Bucks, on the other hand, they have a f- team full of players who knew exactly what their roles are, and they've all bought into it. Which is in basketball and the NBA, chemistry is a big, big part. Of the game, um, you look at it. it so your top four right now, 
I your rankings to, are? The, my rankings are the top four? Right now. Not not record-wise, just like how confident you are in them Celtics, in a playoff series. Oh, in a playoff series. Well, like a round one matchup? Just, you know, maybe who you think is going to come out of the East right now? Top I, four? I, I still think the Celtic, uh, the Sixers are. I think the Sixers. I, so you I, have I the have, Sixers as I have number the, one. I have the Celtics four. Raptors three. Bucks two. Sixers number one. That is that is my uh, wow go to with uh, with all that. So that's just my opinion. But I think uh, my top my top two are your bottom two. Really? Your yeah. I I I, de- I definitely have the Celtics and Raptors one and two. You know I keep flip flopping every 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 week. I, it seems like. Uh, and then um, the Bucks three and the Sixers four. I don't trust the Sixers at all. I don't trust the Bucks at all. Um, uh, it's something I don't know. There's just something with the Sixers. I just don't think they fully meshed. I mean, maybe this is a you know obviously this is a, the best starting lineup in the East. I would say that, but for some reason, uh, I don't think they're clicking on all cylinders. And so so make me a case right now against the Bucks. Why won't they win the East? Because you know, in the playoffs, you can you can stop Giannis. I think you know, play uh, teams can you know strategize <laughs> against him, and you know let the other team, t- uh, you know everyone else on that team beat beat them. So it's NBA playoffs are a different ball game. It's a different animal. Definitely and, a different different animal. To, right now, they haven't proved anything in the playoffs. This is a new team. This is a you know the, a team that has not won, like I said, a playoff series yet. Yep. So you know, there's always going to be. If right now, I think there's going to be doubt. I I think obviously I I can't see them losing in the first round, but it's going to be a very tough second round matchup with whoever they play, whether it be the Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, whoever you know, whatever you know, whatnot. I think they would be lucky if you know the the Pacers fell, and then and that would be their second round matchup. But I, I don't know if that's going to be happening right now. The Pacers are playing very well, even without Oladipo. They're eight and two in the last ten games. It's surprising. So you know they're not going anywhere. I'm going to tell you this: Giannis and Tunacumpo might very well be the best player in the world, but he is not the best option in the clutch position. Um, he's he's not that great at outside shooting which is going to hurt him. It's going to be tough to hand him the ball in the final moments of a game and ask him to make a shot like the Celtics can do with Kyrie Irving, and that's what we talked about before a little bit. That's why I was telling you to shut up before, Vinny. Um, you look at it. They, they lack a traditional second star on the roster, which is true. Chris Middleton, he was an all-star, but he doesn't have that profile of uh, – a typical second star in a championship team level. If Giannis Antetokounmpo is Shaquille O'Neal, who who do the Bucks have Kobe Bryant as a Kobe Bryant to go with him? And I don't think they have anybody. You look at Budenholzer, he saw his Atlanta Hawks team struggle to replicate their regular season success in the playoffs. Some of that could be attributed to the same thing that all of these teams Well, that's why I don't get why you're happy to be avoiding the season why you and have LeBron James domination. Why you the have conference. the Celtics four out of you know all those four teams when Kyrie is proven that he is an But that's just he's one a thing. playoff but he's that's a just, playoff t- I understand you know, that, player. but I'm going to buy 
better uh, overall teams right now, and why I'm just. But that team has been there. I'm making a case for them not to win the East. I already made their case for them to win the East. The Bucks are the best team in the East right now, playing basketball. That's no question. But but another thing to me, I don't think the Celtics really care where they are seed wise. Do you though? I because I I think no, no no yeah I do because I think they can they're confident that they could win on the road. I don't think home court. You know, obviously it's important, but I don't think out of the four, I think they're the most confident in that they can win a road game, uh, you know, in in a big road game, given that they have in the past and they have, you know, guys in the clutch like Kyrie who have done it in big spots like the finals. He was, you know, he hit that big (laughs) shot against Golden State in game seven. Mm -hmm. And he's shown that, you know, he is a playoff player. So I think that's why I, you know, I have the Celtics, you know, one and, you know, the Raptors also have to prove, you know, they have they haven't been able to do well in the playoffs, given that LeBron was, you know, always their kryptonite. But now that he's in the West, let's see the Raptors, you know, they have Kawhi now too. He's been a proven playoff guy. So that's why I, I I put the Celtics and I put the Raptors ahead of, you know, the Sixers and the Bucks, who I think are, you know, still a year away. Uh, it, it's possible. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not. Let, let, let's go on. We're, we're also missing the biggest issue for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks right now for them making a case against them. They have nobody that's been there before. They you, it, it, These Bucks haven't been been anywhere near this before. None of the key contributors on this team have been a pivotal member of a team that has made a deep playoff run. And Tunacumpo and Middleton have never won a playoff series. And remarkably, the Bucks, as a franchise have, ad- have advanced past the first round of the playoffs just one time in 30 years. So, yeah, so that, they need that, to prove. That, that's going to be a big-time uh, thing uh, uh, subject going forward. Now let's make the case for the Toronto Raptors. Go ahead, Vinny. Go first. Make, make me a case for the Toronto Raptors for them to win the East. Why? Well, I mean, they you can obviously say that they improved – from getting from DeRozan to Kawhi Leonard, who Absolutely. who has shown you know that he's a you know Finals MVP and that type of caliber player, top 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 five player in the league. You agree with that? That he's a top five player when, when, like, healthy, when he's yes. healthy. Absolutely, not even a question. Not so even a question. you know, like I said, they've had their struggles in the past in the playoffs, but this is a very deep team. Um, I love Siakam. Uh, on the, with the at the three or the four, he might win most improved player. Uh, he's he he's phenomenal. He's he's like a kind of like a mini Draymond Green in that he does everything. Well, he does. He, I think he's better than Draymond Green. He's he's ve- he's, he's a very good player, and, and he could shoot. And they're very deep. I like their bench. I like you know uh, their starting lineup is very solid. And you know, getting Marcus All is I think is a very underrated move, and he's shown that he's played very well right now. I so, love Marcus All. I love so the I think this is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I think I really do think that you know it's going to be a very tough team to get out of the playoffs. That's why I think it's going to come down to the Raptors, Celtics, and um, you know, I just keep going back and forth with those two teams. Uh, Week in, week out, and uh, but I think this is, I think people are sleeping on the Raptors because of their past and them not doing well in the playoffs. But I, I think this is different with Kawhi Leonard, and this is their one shot. You know, you know, you think that Kawhi is leaving after this year. Easily, I don't think it's as easily as you think it is. I think it's more of a he I, hates the cold. But I think it's, 
especially how far they go. I, I, I think a lot of these free agency moves in the summer depend on how far these teams go. And, and including the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard, I don't think it's as a foregone conclusion as you that he goes to the Clippers. I think it's almost 50-50 that he stays with the, with the Raptors. I don't even think it's close. I think he's 90-10 to 10 out of Toronto. But I look at it like this. Just like Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the East, Kawhi Leonard could easily fight him for that honor. Um, and Kawhi Leonard on a defensive level, what, what Kawhi Leonard win defensive player of the year two time back-to-back years or something? When, when Kawhi Leonard's healthy and being Kawhi Leonard, his defense is impeccable, and he just plays both sides better than anybody I've seen. He's transformed that Toronto team, a team that was destined to disappoint to one that has a real shot to come out of the East. And anyone who doubted that transformation – just needed to see how the Spurs uh, Raptors game ended on Friday night when Kawhi Leonard went up against DeRozan and took over in the last minute and a half, two minutes of the game, and the steal he had against DeRozan. But it's not even that. You look at the Toronto Raptors; it's the it's the the other players. Like you said, Pascal Siakam, good player. Not the guy I'm going for. Serge Ibaka is not the same guy. I'm going for the Danny but Green. Serge Ibaka's and, this is probably his best year so far. Danny Green and Marcus Saul are very, very key players, and even Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin being Jeremy on that Lin, being the, on that second team with Marcus Saul is only going to help that team get better. It's it's only going to make them get better, and it could make them a scary team. But again, the Raptors are the deepest team in the East. And they could play really any style. They could go up and down. They could play the half court because of their big guys. Um, uh, Raptors coach Nick Nurse has been experimenting with different t- uh, types of lineups um, and combinations, probably more than likely to get ready for a playoff series, depending on who they go and up And they're against. very tough at home as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 25 and 6. Yeah. But again, they're, they're a team that has a shot at being uh, having home court advantage. Just like the Milwaukee Bucks do, they're the two best teams right now. Well, playing. they're they're definitely you know it's between the Bucks and the Raptors pretty much for one and two. I mean, there's a big gap between them and then the rest of the, you know three, four, five, six. There's already a four game cushion uh, already with the Pacers, so it's pretty much it's going to be one and two. It's just you know they're two and a half games behind the Bucks, so right now it's, it looks like it's Bucks one, Raptors two, and then everyone else. So. They're definitely getting probably in all likelihood a one in the Bucks and Raptors are one and two seeds. Make me a case against the Raptors that they don't make the East. Make me a case that they that they don't make the finals. Yeah, that they don't or no, they don't come out of the East. Tell me why they don't come out of the East. Like, give me a, give me some negatives for the Toronto Raptors right now. Um, you know, just just from their past. I mean, maybe. Maybe Kawhi Leonard doesn't um, doesn't play as well in the playoffs. I don't know, but you know they've shown in the past couple of years that th- for some reason they they're not the same team in the playoffs, and maybe that continues in the playoffs. Um, I don't think. I just think it's going to be a tough out against any team um, that the Raptors play. So I I I think it's going to be a long series. That's why I think the Celtics are pretty much the. Maybe the Bucks too. I don't think the six. I don't think the six are seriously. So I think the Raptors and the and the Celtics are head and heels one when, and two. When we get to the Sixers, I'm going to ask you why you don't take them seriously. I'm 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 curious to know why. <laughs> um, if you want me to be honest with you, it's tough to to give the Raptors a real negative on why they wouldn't. 
could be from their outside shooting. Kyle Lowry's not that not that spectacular in the playoffs as we've seen in the past few years. He's really let the Toronto Raptors down as a whole going forward in the playoffs. Um, I I can't really think of a lot of negative. Uh, three point shooting is going to be big, uh, especially they Toronto is the worst of the four best teams shooting uh, shooting the three at thirty four point eight percent. And it's not a coincidence that the Raptors have struggled this season to beat the Bucks, who are a team that is happy to let teams f- fire away from deep if it means stopping them from getting to the rim. So that, those are two big things going forward. And I want to say Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, he's a rookie coach. Whereas Nick Nurse has proven that he's done anything in the playoffs or anything, anything other than being an assistant coach or anything. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't shown me anything. He hasn't done anything. So that that's my fours. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics, Vinny. And again, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to go first for the 76ers because that's my team. But you could go first for your uh, Boston Celtics and why you think that. Give me a case for them. Well, it's definitely experience. I mean, this team has been there last year. Without Kyrie, they went to the, the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, Kyrie was hurt. So I think this is... You know, as long as they're healthy, I think they they are the team to beat right now. In the as as far as been there, done that, and they have the most experience out of these four in in the Easter Conference. And I think they're a deep team. I I do think they have some. You know, they they've had some problems this year. You know, whether chemistry wise or whatnot. But I think in the long run, I think this is the team where. If I had to put my money on one team to come out of the East, I think it would be the Celtics with experience, because of experience, because I think they could win the big road game. I don't have a problem. I don't think they care as much, like I said, than the other four. The other three teams, I think, are more vital to getting a home court advantage. I don't think the Celtics need it as much. I think they play well on the road. And I just think experience this is all about experience to me. All about experience. Well, in my opinion, I think Kyrie Irving is going to be able to carry the Boston Celtics when push comes to shove. There's nobody else in the East. I want to have the ball in their hands besides Kawhi Leonard in the final moments of the game. It's it's Kyrie Irving to me. He's a killer. He's shown that he could take the big shot and he can make the big shot, as we've seen in the NBA Finals against Vinny's Golden State Warriors. We've seen him make the big-time shot. Um I also like Al Horford, and I'm a big critic of him because he's undersized for a center, but he creates a, a matchup problem for all three of the other contenders. I mean, they're a solid defensive team. Embiid, Embiid can't cover him. Serge Ibaka and Milwaukee's Brook Lopez, they can't cover him whatsoever from the perimeter, from the outside. And he could be arguably the most important player in the Eastern Conference playoffs, especially for the Boston Celtics. Um, and like you said, Vinny, Experience is a big-time key in that in that area, and having the experience of that is, is huge. Um, and then playoff success, like, like they've had. They are the Boston Celtics. They've won championships before. Um, Irving hit one of the most important shots in NBA history. Um, now it, it's going to be uh, Brad Stevens' time to shine right now going into the playoffs to see what kind of coach That's he another really thing. Is. I think coaching is a big thing in, in, in playoff series, and I think Brad Stevens is probably the best coach in the East right now, probably top two, three coaches in the league. 
So I think that's a big difference. Once you get into seven-game series with teams and you can strategize, I think that's a big advantage for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it is what it is at, at, at this point. I it, It's going to be very, very important to see how he coaches his team in the playoffs. This team, not last year's team, not the year before that. This team in the playoffs is going to be very important because their window could be shutting and after, I think, after this you season. Know, this is a big playoff year for the Celtics in that I think this has a lot to do with whether Kyrie stays or leaves. I think the further they go, the less likely he leaves. And if they get bounced in the second round, I think he's gone. Well, Vinny, don't don't change your tone now. You've been saying Kyrie's going to be a New York Nick. Uh, um, I still come, think so, but July I think 1st. the percentages go up. Well, you were gung-ho about him being 100% of being a Nick come come. I'm more confident first. in Durant than, than Kyrie. Are you? Yes. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, so now let's let's make a case against the Boston Celtics. Why won't the well, Boston I think, Celtics? I think the big the biggest factor. I mean, we don't have to go too f- much into this, but I think the biggest factor is health. We saw that last year with Kyrie hurt. I mean, there's only so far that I felt like they could go without um, Kyrie. Kyrie's a big part of that team, especially in the playoffs. They need an all-star caliber player who, like you said, you know, he hit the big shot against the Warriors. I think you need superstars in the playoffs. So I think they're, <laughs> the biggest thing for them is is health-wise, you know, and can they be cohesive throughout the playoffs with Kyrie there? And, you know, you're going to need big, you know, big-time scoring from Kyrie, I think, in the playoffs. And so I think he's the, he's the key. He's the key to a big, long playoff run for the Celtics and health. I mean, I look at it like this. I, I agree with you with Kyrie Irving because he is a big-time component and a big-time key to the Boston Celtics right now, especially in the playoffs going forward. But what I'm worried about is the young players and Gordon Hayward because I hate to say it, the Boston Celtics are going to need Gordon Hayward come playoff time. They really are. They're going to need him to play better than what he has all season. And, I, and I'm worried about the young guys still. I, I mean, I know they were there last year and whatnot, but I'm still worried about them going into this season because all those teams, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Raptors, have all got significantly better going forward. So that 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 really, really, really scares me a little bit for, for these young Celtics to do. But again, this is all time will tell. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm going to take this one first. The case for it is it, simple. Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris – adding going to the starting five after their trade with Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, and Joel Embiid. This might be the second-best starting five in the NBA. Um, this group gives the Philadelphia 76ers arguably the, the highest ceiling of any of these teams. Being able to play four, four out of the five guys or five guys for 40 or more minutes in a playoff series, because let's be real here, Vinny, you and I both said it. When it comes to playoff time, that bench gets smaller. These guys play more minutes. They get ready to play. And playing a lot of these guys for 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40 minutes is the biggest advantage Philadelphia is going to have in this postseason. It's all, it will also will allow the 76ers to do what the Warriors have done, which sucks, which, which with such success have at least two of the starters, like I just said, on the court at all times. They're going to be able to do things like that. that, And that can give Philadelphia the ability to take advantage of any second-unit lineups that gets thrown at them. And Now, I agree with I agree with you. I agree that this is probably the second-best lineup 
in, starting in, five, starting five. Yeah, starting five lineup in in the NBA right now. I I just think that they're still young, too young. I don't trust. I just don't trust them. I don't. I think this is still a chemistry um, issue. I think they still got some tweaks and stuff. Maybe that could change my mind by the end of the year. I mean, they're six and four in their last ten games, which isn't great. But you know, I still this is something about this team I don't trust. They I don't, I don't think they lost to. They I don't lost think to the Jimmy Celtics Butler's and they, and they lost to the Trailblazers. I think Jimmy Butler's role keeps going. Like he's he's that one player that I think is ch- changing the most out of everyone. And I also want they've to, shown that they could win in Golden State though, and they beat Golden State pretty good. Because, yeah, well, there's talent there, but I don't think it's consistent, and I think it'll be different in the playoffs. Um, another thing is, you know, besides JJ Redick and you know someone Tobias Harris. They don't have that good of shooters on their team, which I think is important in the playoffs. But you know, JJ Redick, you're gonna—I think you're gonna—he's gonna have to play big minutes in the playoffs. He will. And you know, I just Jimmy Butler. I, I don't know if he's completely happy there. Um, his his role keeps changing game after game, and um, I, I think Tobias Harris is 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 obviously was a good pickup. Great. So, so you know, they, they are, you know, their lineup, the starting lineup is great. But, you know, and, and it beats hurt right now. Let's see. But, let's see if he can. Continue- but their bench is very good, too. Mike Scott is a solid solid bench scorer. Um, TJ McConnell is a serviceable backup point guard. Uh, but Jonathan Simmons and James Enos III, they could both go out there and play the wing position. That Those are great. And then you have Big Boban. Marjanovic to back up uh, Joel Joel Embiid, who's seven foot four or seven foot five or whatever he is. So I mean, and he could rebound the basketball and he could score if, if he's six feet away from the, from the basket. But as far as most talented starting five, yes, I agree. I think so. So starting five, I, I talent wise, they're probably the best. Trust wise, I don't trust them. I don't. Well, I don't think. I don't think. I so, think they're still so, a little young. So that's a one of your issues. Ben Simmons, it. Ben Simmons, and Embiid. Uh, there's always, there's been talk now. What, do they click together? Are they happy are they, together? Are they, are they better better off without exactly? Each other, yeah. Espe- you know, especially Embiid didn't play last game and whatnot, and and you know that's been all over. Well, the big thing for me is a case against them would be their lack of shooting, like you said. Lack of shooting, definitely losing Robert Covington, losing uh, Wilson Chandler and Landry Shamet, who shot at least thirty nine percent from three point range. Um, it is tough, and like like you said, outside of JJ Redick and Tobias Harris, there isn't a single above average shooter on the Phillies roster, and I think that could come back to hurt them when it's all said and done. But again, this could also just be whatever because those guys are going to be on the court for thirty five plus minutes, not like regular season minutes. They're going to be playing playoff minutes. Some of them could even play forty of the forty eight minutes, taking two minutes off a quarter. So. That's going to be something that we're going to have to keep on to uh, keep an eye on as well. But shooting is a big part of it. But one thing I like about the Philadelphia 76ers and their organization is that they kept Brett Brown as the head coach when they went through some turbulent, tough times there when they were rebuilding and whatnot and gave him the opportunity. And now, look, they're, they're one of the top teams in the East going forward. So it's good for them. So any last uh, negative words for – for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers case against them. I just don't trust them. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break, and when we come back from break, we are going to get into 
Major League Baseball. We're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Matty Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You have myself with Mr. Vinny Rubo here. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into some Major League Baseball. And big news around is that Mr. Nolan Arenado is about a few pen clicks away from signing a 255 million-dollar deal with the Colorado Rockies. They're finalizing an eight-year contract worth up to 260 I'm sorry, um, that would last through the 2026 season. And obviously this deal would replace his one-year contract that he won with arbitration, but it also includes a full no-trade clause. So I'm curious, Vinny, what do you think about this move of Nolan Arenado and the Colorado Rockies? You know, if you're the Rockies, it's a very smart move, you know, as far as, you know, getting him and signing him before he's a free agent. And, you know, this is might be the new trend in Major League Baseball where they sign these players before they're free agents. and Which is a smart thing to do, which and, I think they've always should have done. And, you know, you might see these players, you know, in the future, you know, doing this more so than, you know, doing the Bryce Harper and Manny Machado approach where they're free agents now. And, and look how that has gone. It's not the same anymore, and it's it's a totally different ball game in this day and age. And you've seen it in the past couple of years, where free agency has just changed completely to where you know they're struggling to get the years and the money that they want. So I think this is a very smart move for Nolan Arenado. I know a lot of Yankee fans were hoping that he would be a Yankee next year, and the Yankees were just going to throw money at him. A lot of loser Yankee fans and. People that don't understand the sport wanted them to be a Yankee fan, uh, a Yankee, especially because the Yankees didn't go hard after Manny Machado. But why? Or anything. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't a Yankee fan want Nolan? Arenado? No, no, no. Thinking they were getting Nolan Arenado. I, I'm sorry, I didn't say the correct but words. But I, I thought they had a good chance. Uh, you know, as long as he went into free agency, this is this is the perfect counter to him going to free agency and signing him, making sure he's not a free agent, and signing that. You know, eight year, two hundred sixty million dollar deal, and you know, may, what what is this deal going to do now? What is, what could that mean for Bryce Harper? Is that going to change? You know, the landscape for Bryce Harper is it, could he get what he wants now? Uh, Ten years over, you know, three three hundred and whatever. I don't know what it is now, or is he going to go for you know the Dodger money where it could be more money per year and less years kind of thing? But if you're the Rockies, this is a smart move. Don't you agree? Yeah. Listen, Nolan Arenado, 27 years old, four-time All-Star, won a gold glove in all six of his Major League seasons. Uh, He led the National League in home runs three times, including 2018. Um, He had 38 homers, 110 RBIs. He batted 297. So it's it's pretty remarkable. And let's not forget that this this deal includes an opt-out after the third year. After the third year. So he could opt-out. He could. He could. But it also has a full no trade clause as well. Well, that's probably which, which important. Something that he wanted. He probably absolutely wanted. But you know, he could read 
look at the landscape in three years and see if he can get even more money. I mean, he's only 27 years old. I don't know if he's – I don't know if – he'll, he'll be 30 at the time. I don't think he's going to get a bigger contract. He's not opting out. Unless he's not happy where he is. Unless he's he wants not happy to win he wants, somewhere. Yeah, which is possible. You know what? Yeah, it's possible. We don't know what the Rockies are going to be in three years. Yeah, and, but. And, and, and I mean, you got to look at it. There were numerous teams, including us Yankees and Yankee fans, that were giddy at the idea of pursuing Arenado in free agency after the 2019 season. Okay? But instead, he, uh, according to a bunch of sources, he opted for the security of more than a quarter billion dollars guaranteed by the Rockies. Um, among those teams to be interested were, the, of course, the L.A. Dodgers, who could obviously step up their pursuit of Bryce Harper this coming in these coming days, um, who they met in. I didn't know this. The Dodgers met Bryce Harper in Las Vegas on Sunday, Sunday night. Did oh, you yeah. know that? Yeah. I, 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 didn't I thought know you that. knew that. We talked about it yesterday, I thought. No, no, no. We talked about uh, the Phillies meeting with them up until Saturday. I didn't know he, yeah. met, he met with the Dodgers Sunday night in Las Vegas. Interesting. Because I know we talked about how the well, Dodgers I, I was saying that are they were, back in play. I, know I we said talked that the about Dodgers that. talked to him. I didn't say they. it was in Vegas, but I said that they, you know, re-engaged in contact with Bryce Harper, and they were talking, you know, just, I guess, maybe they were doing their due diligence, see what – what type of money he wants in years and stuff, um, you know, and they open conversation again. Yeah, uh, I said that yesterday. I didn't say, you know, he in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, maybe I just assumed that, but that you knew that. But no, no, it, it, it's my fault. But over his uh, first six seasons with Colorado, Arenado hit two ninety one with a three forty six and five thirty nine OPS with one hundred eighty six home runs and six hundred sixteen RBIs, both tops among NL players. His glove is widely regarded as even better than his bat, with highlight reel plays practically a nightly occurrence for him at third base, which we do see him on Sports Center top ten. Yeah, which which every, makes this deal every you know, game. makes it every worthwhile. I mean, you got you get a top notch defensive player and a top notch offensive player. I mean, what more could you want, especially at a vital position at third base? It's a win win. It's um listen, the Rockies did the right thing. They gave him what he wanted. He got a quarter of a billion dollars, and you know what? Good for him. All guaranteed. So he, he's he's fine. He's now, happy. what do you want to say to these Yankee fans? The, that, that that you guys are idiots, that you've even had a shot. Oh, my God, this is why we're not going after Manny Machado is because we're going to get Nolan Arenado next season. Well, newsflash, we're not getting Nolan Arenado now next season. And now what are the Yankees going to do in next season's free agency? Where is it? Uh, Mike Trout's the big, big, big name in free agency. I don't think agency. it's next year. I think oh, it's, it's not next, next year. So 2020? Yeah. 2020. So what are the Yankees going to do? You know, like they, they, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've spoken to some Yankee fans and they all thought that they had, they were, it was already signed, sealed, and delivered that Nolan Arenado was going to be a New York Yankee next year. But now the question looks like this, Vinny, with Nolan Arenado's massive deal, how does that impact other players around the league like Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts going forward? Well, like you said, I mean, like you said, you know, and like I said before, this is probably going to be the new the new thing in that they're going to sign before their free agency, just so they. So, have... do you think Bogarts and Betts will be signed because they hit the free agency in 2020? So, do you think the the uh, Boston Red Sox are doing something this year? Coming maybe this in the year? off season. Maybe in the off season where. So leading up, like right leading around this up time, to their so this... last year before yeah. you know free agency before 2020 season because starts because they don't need to do it right now. Yeah. I mean. 
there's no point in doing it. They're under contract. They're under, you know, the Boston Red Sox for another year of arbitration or whatnot. So, you know, there's no sense in doing it now. It's too early, but maybe after the season. And you might see this trend more in Major League Baseball. I mean, you've seen how free agency has, has been the past year or so. Oh, absolutely. And there's still crazy. some free agents that haven't been signed that, you know, were looking for that big payday. And they were looking for this was their time to make that money. And, and it's not going as planned. So this might be the new approach towards, you know, Major League Baseball and free agency in that you sign before you're actually a free agent. Oh, absolutely. And again, I think that is going to be the new trend. And I thought that should have been the trend to start with where teams should go if they want their players to stay. They should sign them a year, year and a half before they become the unrestricted free agency where they could just walk away, even though they have opportunities to match or give them a contract or whatever. But I, I, I'm a firm believer in that instance. But the Colorado Rockies, they, they, they hit the nail on the head. They did the right thing by giving him what he wanted. And Colorado Rockies, they're, they're, we, we kind of spoke about it yesterday, the NL West. And you're right, Vinny, after I've done some more research on it and whatnot, the the Diamondbacks aren't going to be as good in that NL West. The Giants aren't going to be good in no, that NL West. It, it really is going to be between the Rockies and the Dodgers going forward. But but you look at it, it, it's still going to be the Dodgers division to lose. But again, they have Daniel Murphy now over at second base. Uh, Nolan Arenado at third. Trevor Story, who's been unbelievable at the shortstop position for them. So they're not a Blackman. Big, Blackman in the outfield. Like again, it's a good team. I mean, it's a good, especially offensively. It's a, it's a good team. offensive it's, team. Yeah, it's not a course bad field. Team. The I wind, mean, uh, the the air is very light. <laughs> you know, very not thick at all. You balls will be able to fly there, which they already do. But again, Nolan Arenado getting his big deal. It, it's going to impact free agency going forward more and more. I really can't wait to see what Bryce Harper is going to get. In, in, in the coming days because, like I said yesterday, we, we've we been hearing rumors that it's going to be all said and done at the end of this week and weekend and whatnot. I can't wait to see what he gets. I really can't wait because I think it's going to be upwards of $320 million. I think it's going to be the most lucrative. If it's lucrative the Dodgers, concept. it's not going to be. If it's the Dodgers, it won't be. Okay, but if it's the Phillies, and don't get me wrong, the Phillies right now are very scared. Yeah, because I'm very I mean, scared of the L.A. Dodgers. Their, their right offer's now. probably been on the table for a while now. If he wanted to be a Philly, he he, he would have signed. He would have signed already. But I said that to you yesterday. But, I said that to yeah, you but, yesterday. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's still not going to take the big money at the end of the day. Oh, of course. I think he's still trying to court teams and and thinking that there's going to be well, either agent, a mystery Scott team. Boris. It's his agent. Yeah. So you know that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to go. Not going to go to the Phillies. I think that's where the money is. Uh, is he going to swallow his pride and take a couple of years just to be with the Dodgers and only a couple of years and, you know... Um, well, he's only 26. Gamble on himself that he can get another big contract? I, I, I think he will. I think he's a gambling man. But uh, a, a lot of rumors I'm hearing about Bryce Harper is an opt-out clause is a major sticking point in negotiations with Bryce Harper. With the Phillies? With, with both teams, apparently. That Har- Harper wants an opt-out clause. Um, I'm trying to read it right here. And he probably wants, just in case he doesn't like the team, kind of like how he he doesn't the Yankees feel gave CC Sabathia he, an opt-out after three years. He doesn't so, you feel know, comfortable like committing it. to ten years. He wants an opt-out clause after 
I, I and he'll still I be young three, enough. Three to five to get, years. Yeah. In three years, he'll still be young to get another big mm-hmm. contract. Oh, of course. He'll be 28, 29 years old. He can still go out and get a 10-year contract if someone wants to take a chance on that. It is very, very, very possible for them to do that. But that is the rumors floating that the big thing is the opt-out clause going forward with uh, Bryce Harper. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that for the next uh, few days going forward. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. One thing I do want to say real quick is I just want to tip my cap to what Doc Rivers did last night for Dirk Nowitzki, taking the microphone and calling for the crowd to give uh, one last standing ovation to Dirk Nowitzki as he's one of the best power forwards to ever play the game of basketball in the NBA. So that was a very classy gesture from Doc Rivers. That's something we haven't seen a lot, but having the entire arena and everybody stand up, giving him an ovation and everybody clapping and hearing a lot of roars is very, very nice. Well done, Mr. Doc Rivers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show here at the Third and Long at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We will be back tomorrow at 4 p.m. So tune in tomorrow. We'll be back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.